Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? James Coe here. You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Here with the Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, and the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. How are you gentlemen doing this fine morning? Doing pretty good. Uh, boy, Ryan Tannehill just stunk it up last night, didn't he? He did not play <laughs> if you at had, a high level, if you had, in, uh, at least in the first half. If first you had half told me before the game he was going to throw for 300 yards, I'd be like, oh, great. I'll take it. Sure. No touchdowns, two yeah. picks. Oh, yeah, he looked oh. terrible. Um, so we're going to get to this Thursday night game in just a moment here, but we got top headlines, uh, including, of course, Des Bryant and Ben Roethlisberger. But we'll talk about, you know, we talk about good and bad matchups all the time, but uh, hardly ever do we actually call out what the fantasy points against uh, have been telling us here, and we'll get into that a little bit here. Uh, I know a lot of people listening uh, don't necessarily <laughs> dig into the research and say, I, I need to look up FPA. But uh, that's why we're here. All right, so we'll do that. And, uh, and you know, I, I feel like we haven't done enough deep waiver wire targets either. So Alex Gelhar writes a tremendous col- – an awesome column every single week. Ooh, tremendous. Uh, yes, tremendous and awesome. Tremendously awesome. Uh, it's called uh, Deep awesome? Dive. <laughs> it's – it's called Deep Dive. You can check it out at NFL.com slash Deep Dive, and he basically looks at uh, deep waiver wire targets, and he's going to be breaking down some of his favorite Deep Dive guys uh, this week, and, of course, we get the daily daps. But let's start the show off by uh, reacting, I guess, to this Thursday night football game. We have not been treated to some good primetime games here. Um, it's been a couple weeks in a row now. It's getting kind of old. I'm not going to lie to you here. Stinkers, man. <laughs> I mean, it's the – it's. You know, the vagaries of Thursday night. You're taking guys who are used to a certain routine, a certain schedule, and then you're throwing them off that schedule and asking them to play another game. Um, so I, Tom Brady's shirt looked like he was on schedule. Oh, my well, gosh. Night. Oh my He's not gosh. affected by much. I don't know if they're going to lose a game. And Dion. Dion Unreal. Lewis, baby. I started him in a league. Actually, I started him in our experts league. Nice. And, uh, I, but I put him in because I didn't really have anybody else. I mean, I was looking on the waiver wire. I'm like, I guess I could go get Theo Riddick. Yeah. And then the moment I heard Dion Lewis was playing, I'm like, Done. that's it. He's in. Is it, he like an every week yes. start now? Because I feel yes. like he is. Yes. I don't. E- I don't even think there's any question. It's funny when I get to, uh, uh, questions on Twitter about Dion Lewis. I'm like, Hey, is it? Should I play Dion Lewis or yes, Dion Lewis? So is Dion Lewis like the new 
Is he like the East Coast Danny Woodhead, or is Danny Woodhead the West Coast Dion? Oh no, no, no! Danny Woodhead was first. Man. He was he first. Was the, All right, he was You're the true. OG. You are correct. But how about the roast burger Dion Lewis <laughs> served that guy on that one catch on the sideline? Oh, gave him a little shake to the inside, so and yeah. then yeah. his head and shoulder fake. That's what. That's what gets him. Oh my god, he's extra he's yards. So good. How could he like not make the Browns? I don't get. That. I mean. I don't get that. Is it the same dude, or is it just Bill it's Belichick? the Browns. <laughs> I, I know, but if they were good at making oh, personnel decisions, we wouldn't be mocking the Browns. Every team in the National Football League, every player uh, is going to be exponentially better. If you play Patriots. for the Patriots? Well, <laughs> is that it? It is because of one simple uh, reason. And for a long time, it's the same reason why any rando could go play with uh, Peyton Manning and play well they're in not that anymore, system but too, but yeah, I mean, obviously not anymore. Like, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I mean, Tom Brady makes everybody a little bit better. Uh, you you got to guard against that, and, and you know they they've got a great system. Deion Lewis is just flat out good, though. But too. yeah, Deion Lewis is a good player. But I mean, come on, Alex. I mean, you you even you have to admit if he played for if he did play for the Browns, we're not we're not it's quite be good. I don't know if we're quite jocking Deion Lewis the way we are. Right he might not be an every week starter, but he'd right. be flex consideration because the, their offense just wouldn't be as good. But Deion is good, man. It's not like it's not like Tom Brady threw him a perfect pass to to roast those guys on the sideline and things like that. But nine first half catches. I don't know if any offense the, would allow for that. Uh, Duke Johnson's getting a lot of looks. Duke Johnson's Cleveland getting a lot offense. of offense. I mean, what it is about the Patriots, and you know, I've heard this a lot, and it's absolutely true, is that they can play any style of football right now with the yeah. guys they have, and they don't, you know, they don't have a lot of guys. I mean, it's going to be interesting from this era, you know, when when Brady and Belichick, when this era finally ends. You're not going to look back at this team. They're not going to be loaded with Hall of Famers. It's not oh. going to be like Chuck Knoll's Steelers or Bill Walsh's Forty Niners, where they're all these Hall of Famers. Right. It's going to be Brady. You know, a few guys maybe from the defense. Yeah, Gronk. Gronk uh, you know, I guess Rand- Randy Moss may end up making it there, but even, but he was only a Patriot for a couple of years. Right. This is not going to be a franchise that just loads up on Hall of Fame players. Yeah, it's been amazing. They loaded up on very good players. Tom Brady yeah. uh, has had four touchdowns. Julian Edelman had two. Gronk had one. Deion Lewis had the other one. But man, it was uh, it was a fantasy bonanza for the Patriots. Even the defense. Even Goskowski. Uh, <laughs> chipped in. How about I think that knuckleball? What have I always shot. said about him? He is like having an extra tight end or wide receiver in your roster because he's always going to put up very, very good numbers. Look at the last three or four years. I mean, if yeah. you ranked him among the top tight ends, he's two or three yeah, every amazing. year. Uh, there's no question about it. He's amazing. Um, and you got to love the consistency as well uh, from Goskowski. But, yeah, uh, so, yeah, I mean, everyone on the Patriots feasted. I don't know. Uh, what do we make of the Dolphins? I mean, Marcus, you've been hammering this um, to the viewers of NFL Fantasy Live that, look, the Dolphins have looked great, but they've also played two terrible teams. Um, I guess Tennessee's not terrible, but uh, but Tennessee they ain't great. They, yeah, they're, they're pretty close. They, they ain't great either. But uh, defensively, I wouldn't say they're terrible. But, yeah, um, and so now they go up against a, a very good team. A great team, really, in, in the Patriots, and, and the Dolphins' offense just got shut down. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I said about Ryan Tannehill yesterday, uh, or Thursday, on, on Fantasy Live was, you know, be a little bit aware, because the the numbers, you, you talked about FPA, Fantasy Points Against, and the, the Patriots' number was somewhere close to 20 points a game. But looking at it, it was a little bit misleading because before last night, they'd only given up one 300-yard passing game. And even Tannehill's last night, I mean, it was kind of inconsequential because, you know, that game was over well into the third quarter. And, you know, like, 
they, they gave some decent yards to the wide receivers. Landry, Rashard Matthews had okay games, I guess. But that Patriots defense is actually better than I think some of the numbers have, have shown. And I just kind of cautioned people, you know, be a little bit careful about playing Ryan Tannehill this week. And so, you know, they're, they're not a bad team, the Dolphins. Offensively, they've got plenty of weapons. They've got plenty of pieces. But they're kind of a matchup-based group. Part of the point. issue, too, was they forced themselves into a one-dimensional game they by, did. by committing silly mistakes against a team you can't commit silly mistakes against. Like True. the safety, the early interception. Like when you – and their defense played well, but they spotted the Patriots like 12, 19 points unnecessarily early. And it took – I mean, Lamar Miller only had 15 rushing yards. Like yeah. that's an offense, as we've seen the last couple of weeks, that needs to have a solid ground game. And they forced themselves into a one-dimensional game script and – Pay the price. The, the bloom is a bit off the rose on uh, Dan Campbell, isn't it? After uh, last night's game, uh, I mean, I, I mean, it's I don't. It's the Patriots in Foxborough. Yeah, that's what it is, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> also, the so Titans tough, and the man. Texans. It's so tough. So I think next week when they play the uh, the Bills, maybe we get a kind of that'll a be a better idea. litmus test. Sure. I would agree with that. Um, uh, so I guess what do we make from the uh, from from the Dolphins side of things? As you mentioned, Lamar Miller, you know, again, uh, didn't put up tremendous numbers. Um, Got in the end zone, which sort of yeah, sort of kind of helped. Which I had him pegged for, like, you know, just over nine points. He got, what, 9.4? 9.4. So. Uh, again, the, we, we talk about the Patriots uh, being able to limit you and, and be one-dimensional. Um, the, the Dolphins, I mean, obviously, you, you look at their uh, starting field position. Uh, it, it's it's funny how that plays a, a big role oh, it does. In, in offense as well. And, and their field position was just terrible all night long. Those hidden yards, man. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. Um, again, Ryan Tannehill, not a great game. Jarvis, Lan- Jarvis Landry was just wiped out. He had, luckily, I mean, he had six catches. Luckily, though. if you're in a PPR league, you got pretty decent production from Landry and uh, from Rashard Matthews. The standard leagues, it wasn't as good. Rashard Matthews, I thought, um, I don't want to say he cost him the game because they just got destroyed, but man, early on, Rashard Matthews was not doing Ryan Tannehill any favors. He had 12 targets yesterday, by the way. That's quite uh, a few. That's a lot. Uh, Rashard Matthews, 12, and he wasn't terribly efficient. 12 targets, just 60 some odd yards. That's. Not great. All right. Well, I guess that's all we could take. Oh, uh, Cameron Wake, by the way. Um, Looks like he's out for the year. Yeah, out for the year. Sad. Uh, sad. That's Cam, Cam's uh, an awesome player. Yeah, he's very and good. And he's starting to play really good I football. I know. Him and Ndamukong starting Sue, to play really well. You were starting to think, okay, this is it right here. This is what they signed up for. This Miami defense could be the real deal. But, ugh, alas, Cameron Wake, uh, an Achilles injury, I believe, uh, now out for the year. All right, let's get the top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is the woo. I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Don't watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. Alex, you're going to have to walk me through this top headline here. Uh, Darius Hayward Bay says uh, Ben Roethlisberger arm looks pretty good. Yeah, I, I love how we're going to Hey Bay as, as the authority on this. Dr. Hey Bay here. Boy, you couldn't get one of the actually like great receivers. On, that's why half the reason I put it in because I was like, what the hell is going on? Dr. Hey Bay. I mean, Dr. Hey Bay, man. But, yeah, so, hey, he says Ben's arm looks great, and uh, that's all we need to know. Fire him up, right? But it's not. Oh, why are you talking about his arm? It's not his arm that I'm worried about, bro. How does his knee look? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that Ben Roethlisberger was out these games because of a, a knee injury. Look, yeah, you don't no. throw with you don't throw with your knee, uh, James. You don't throw with your knee. That's great. Um, that, I just love. Wow. I, I loved so many things. Uh, also, a quote from the article. Okay, I don't please. know what his knee's feeling, but his arm's definitely <laughs> all right. 
Why? Thanks, Hebe. Thanks. Thanks. That gives us no clarity <laughs> whatsoever to the Steelers quarterback situation. But no, uh, look, he's practicing with the first team. He feels like he's optimistic to play. There's been pretty much no indication that he won't play. I know the coaching staff has said, hey, hey, okay, slow down. Slow, but, you know, come on. Let, let's look at what, uh, what we're seeing on the practice field. And he's practicing, man. So, um, I, I don't know. Anyone here, I, I'd be really surprised if he doesn't go on Sunday. Oh, I'd be shocked if he doesn't go on Sunday. I'm fully expecting him to play this week. And, you know, hey, that's that's great news for Antonio Brown and oh Martavis Bryant yes. and Le'Veon Bell and, you know, maybe even Heath Miller. Who knows? But uh, it, it, the – the gang, the band is back together again. Yeah, buddy. So. And I'm really expecting that team uh, to put up some points. So that's going to be a high-scoring game because the Bengals' offense is, is really, really just shooting on all cylinders right now. Uh, Pittsburgh is vulnerable to the pass, so Andy yeah. Dalton should have a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cincinnati defense is good, but you know they can be had as well. So I think Roethlisberger really has a very strong game. And um, I think that's going to be one of those 35-30 games. Yeah. A lot of players are going to be putting up a lot of points. Also, I mean, the Bengals are 6-0. and And if the Steelers want to be in this race or even, like, think about the playoffs, they, they this gotta is, win. like, a must-win. Oh, they have to win. This yeah. is, like, this is going to be one of the games win. of the weekend, at least, we hope. Um, <laughs> I'll just I'll just throw this out there. Uh, it's, it's, it's the AFC North, and, and for some reason, these guys like to play each other to low-scoring games. That's, you know, that's exactly how I feel. These two teams know each other really so well. well. I just don't – I don't see a lot of points in it. I feel like this is a, you know, 17-13 kind of slugfest. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the, the, way these, the way these offenses are built now and are playing, like, it, this, is not Plus, the, this is not the AFC North of old, man. But every time, all season long, every, <laughs> Snowy time, every time we come here and we come on this podcast, we're like, this is going to be a shootout. And, like, then, it, you know, we watch teams play, 13-9. play to, like, a, you know, a 6-3 first-half score. Ugh. And, you know, the quarterbacks have a combined 173 yards passing. Can I make one argument, though, why I, I, I do believe that it might be a lower-scoring game? Absolutely. I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to try to protect that knee a little bit. I think the Steelers want to protect Ben a little bit. They can't have him drop back 40 times a game. And so for that reason, and they have maybe the best running back in the league in Le'Veon Bell. He good. I, I would be um, surprised, given his knee injury, if they don't try to force feed the run game, especially early on. And if they do that, they're going to bleed a little bit of clock. And we know about Hugh Jackson. He's got two great running backs as well. Um, maybe they try to bleed the clock a little bit too. Uh, so he's also th- got it, the red rifle slinging it like he's slinging it back there. Slinging it. Pretty sure Andy Dalton still has the highest yards per attempt average in the league. And if you're attacking Pittsburgh's weakness on defense, you got to uh, throw secondary. it. It's not the run. No, they've Plus, been tough on the run. They got you. Got to throw it. No, you're right. Uh, so I, I th- that's my only thing. I just because I think Pittsburgh's going to try to run the ball a lot and bleed some clock. Um, that's the only thing I, I think it'll be a little bit lower scoring. Although, I mean, you look at it on paper and you say, okay, this is going to be a pretty high shooting uh, matchup. But I don't know. I just a little bit cautious there. All right, let's go to Dallas. Uh, the Cowboys say Dez will play. Optimistic. They're optimistic he's going to play. Uh, he's been practicing. He had a pretty good day of practice on Thursday. It's it's early Friday, so we haven't got the practice report here Friday. But on Thursday, Dez said he was you know, practicing well. The coaching staff said he was practicing well. Uh, he takes on a Seattle Seahawks defense, man, that is still extremely nasty in the secondary. Really nasty everywhere. But, um, you know, if you have Dez, uh, do you at least throw him into the flex and hope for the best? Oh, how do you not start him? Oh, if you, yeah, if you, you got, got him, you got to start, start him. him. you got to start him this week. 
I mean, there's a, you one it. one because the talent is just well, but you're talking about you. You drafted Des Bryant to be an every week starter. Sure. So why aren't you starting him every week? I don't care what the matchup is. I don't care if it's Matt Castle throwing it. I don't care if it's Babe Loffenberg who comes back to sling the rock. Wow. Babe Loffenberg, um, nice. wow. You're starting Des Bryant because you know what? If you if you start Des Bryant and he doesn't have a good game, you're like, well, it was the matchup. It was the quarterback, whatever. If you sit Des Bryant and, and he, he goes, goes Des Bryant things, uh, you're going to be kicking yourself for a week. You're going to be killing it. No, you're right. Oh, man, I just – the foot injury, the quarterback, the the, the Don't defense. think about it. Just put him in and walk away. That's <laughs> a matchup. I mean. There are a million reasons for you to talk yourself out of starting Des Bryant. <laughs> There's one reason for you to put him in the lineup, and that's because he is Des Bryant. Oh, man, you guys are so gung-ho. I'm, I'm, I'm like, wow, okay, I guess I'm playing him. I guess I'm playing him. Stick with your studs, man. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to play him. I, I'll take him. You want to trade him to me? No, but okay. I don't want to play him this I'll, week. I want to wait a week. Okay. Take, don't, don't play him. Oh, man, that is rough. Okay. All right. You guys, should, uh, you know what? He's in. He's in the lineup. I mean, Des, Des is just a freak of nature, too. All those errant passes that Matt Castle might throw away from other receivers, Des is going to catch at least half of them. Okay. All right. Can I get a, can I get a stat projection? Let, let me let the folks feel a little bit better if they got Des Bryant. 92 in touch. 92. Oh, man. All right. He's in the lineup. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. 92 in a touch. I that like it. so fast. I know. I'm just trying to make him feel better. I know. I mean, if we hemmed and hawed, like, eh, 63 yards, then he'd freak out and he wouldn't blame. <laughs> Good <Six>. point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that should be a new segment on Fantasy Live. It's the he- hemming and hawing. Like, Man, I think you'll get, like, um, 54 yards. <laughs> I guess. For, for Des, it's more about the potential. Right. Because I mean, he's yeah. so talented, just you know, one play he's going to help your fantasy team. Exactly, and get, he doesn't have a good history against Richard Sherman either. Listen, who does? Right. So I, I just, I, I know that there are some negatives in the situation. Sure, Castle being one of them, uh, the matchup being one of them. His foot injury, as Marcus said, they're not going to they're not going to bring him back unless he's fine. They're they're really not. I mean, <laughs> they're two and four right now. Uh, if Des Bryant wasn't healthy, he's not coming back. I don't know that they would bring – this is a guy they just gave a whole boatload of money to. Why would they bring him back if he wasn't healthy? Um, mostly because he can lie. <laughs> he could say that he's the healthy. Doctors won't lie. <coughs> and, uh, the doctors won't well, lie. Well, I mean, there, there is – The doctors have no idea how much pain tolerance or, or where he's at in terms of I, his – I mean, you know, I, I do think there's also the issue of the Cowboys are still hanging around in this crap division, and the more help they can get back and the sooner they can get that help back, you know, they're, they're willing – I mean, look. You know, the Cowboys, obviously, they're trying to win football games, and they still have a shot. They're 2-4. and four. They've lost four in a row, but they're yeah. still, what, a game and a half back That's of scary. the Giants That's for scary. first place in the division? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they can, if they can, you know, if, if Dez can gut it out and help them win a football game, they're going to put him back in. I feel like the winner of the NFC East and the winner of the AFC South should play, and the loser gets relegated. It should be like a play-in game. Like, you know how they have it for the tournament? Ooh. Like, for the NCAA tournament, they have that play-in game. I That's, like it. We can, we can have it in Dayton, too, just like the NCAA tournament. We'll nice. play it in Dayton, <laughs> and then the winner goes on to play, like, the there, one seed. You realize there probably will be a sad play-in game in both of those divisions because the NFL always schedules divisional games in, like, week 15 and yeah. 16 kind of stuff. Yeah, Cowboys so. fans know very well about those because – It hasn't worked out for you guys. <laughs> it hasn't worked out. Uh, we'll stay in Dallas. It's it's not on our, our rundown here, but uh, how about Joe Randall? Uh, a lot of rumors that uh, he could be suspended for multiple games. Um, 
you know, obviously opening the door here for Darren McFadden and Christian Michael. I still don't know what the correct pronunciation of his Chris name Mike. is. Chris Mike. Chris Mike. C Mike? So I think, Mike. I, I think we just call him Mike. Chris. That's All right. it. I like it. Um, so, yeah, what, I, what do we make of that news? Um, I, obviously nothing official has come down yet. Yeah, I don't know. Randall, but it's, t- it's tough until we hear something official, like, because this is one of those things where until the NFL tells the Cowboys, like, hey, he's suspended, they're not – I mean, he's injured right now, but they're, it's not like they're going to – they would bench him because he might have something going on. I'm yeah. just – I'm not they, surprised, man. Like, talent-wise, I didn't really have a question about him, but he's got a two-cent head. He's got a two-cent head, and, and that's coming back to uh, – Coming back to bite him right now. All right, we'll move on. Green Bay, James Starks uh, has an injured hip. Uh, Lacey <laughs> is quote unquote bigger. Well, I mean, this is I, I put this on here because I figured you I figured you'd enjoy it too. Yes. Um, <clears throat> somebody his weight came up as an issue naturally 100%. over the bye week, and McCarthy's like, yeah, he's bigger, but it's not it's not an issue. Like if it was an issue, the training staff would have told him, and that's what Lacey said too. Yeah. I thought at the beginning of the year he actually looked more like more yoked up, like it was in his arms and stuff. It okay. wasn't in the gut so much. But, yeah, it came up. Lacey said he hasn't – the trainers have never said anything. Like, Ted Thompson hasn't called down and been like, yo, you know what's funny? the that, treadmill. <laughs> is that Eddie Lacey blamed unflattering photos. They are. Uh, I mean, I, I think they're, that's a – there's truth to a point. Yeah. They, okay, so in his rookie year, there was that infamous photo where he was, like, turning to catch a pass, yeah. and it looked like his thing. And everybody's like, oh, my God, he's so fat. Like, a month earlier when he was running the 40 at the Combine, he – had a six pack still. Uh-huh. Like he's just one of those guys that has a bigger stomach with a six pack on it. He's not washboard Brad Pitt abs. <laughs> I don't know if he's still rocking the six pack or not. I don't think he is. I mean, on the Hulk t shirt he don't wears think under he his is. jersey, but I don't think he's rocking the Look, six pack, the, bro. The thing is, uh, it's not here. Starks Starks is injured, so yeah. this could be a get right game for Lacey where he gets a bunch of a bunch of touches. He stuff. says he feels healthy. Feels healthy finally. Like ankle was dogging him. He's had you know. Suffered it in week two. He's a big boy. This is uh, what I find interesting, though, is that he, he somebody asked him point blank, "Hey, how much do you weigh?" He wouldn't answer the question. He said he's uh, well. First of all, I think he's listed at like two forty five, which was like no, he's listed at two thirty four. Uh, two thirty four, uh, which right. I, I think okay. is like what, like four pounds over his uh, combine list. Right. Well, weight? Uh, yeah, and I mean like B J Raji was always listed at like three oh five or something. Like okay, B J. <laughs> <laughs> you, see that, you see that with offensive yeah. linemen too. It's yeah. like two ninety-five. Like oh, okay. BJ Raji <laughs> was like three hundred five in high school, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, but but what Eddie Lacy pointed to, even though he would not disclose his exact weight, was that he said Ted Thompson. Uh, they have fines, I guess, for being for being overweight, overweight, yeah. and uh, Ted Thompson did not allay a fine, and he hasn't even, uh, according to Eddie Lacy, hasn't even talked to Eddie Lacy about his weight, so. I guess therefore his number must be under control. Right. I, I think I don't think I don't think I'm worried. And also it's like he was he was bigger at the end of last year too, but in uh the Seattle game in the championship and then in that Chicago game before he injured his ankle, Eddie Lacey looked good. He had quick feet, he was making the right cuts and stuff. <laughs> and uh I don't think we can stress enough how much an ankle especially <laughs> on a guy the size of Eddie on a, Lacey on a bigger man. <laughs> on a bigger man, how much it's going to slow you down. So uh for those of you that still have him, hopefully you didn't panic. I mean, you might have to panic soon if he doesn't get going, but... All right, so if he doesn't get going in this game, in this game, I, I, I get that it's Denver. It's at Denver. Elevation does not play well. He's got asthma, too, so... Oh. 
<laughs> it's all going wrong. It's all. But that's why, like I said on Tuesday, watch him drop 140 <laughs> in two touchdowns. Because okay. everything says he won't. Right. Like, we're like, Steelers, Bengals, high scoring, 12 to 6. <laughs> Eddie Lacy, overweight and in the altitude, 140 to 2. <laughs> the no figure league strikes again. No figure league. I mean, okay. If, if, if a guy's got Eddie Lacy and he wants to play him in the RB2 spot, Okay, I mean you almost have to. Like how, to. Have to. How how much depth do you have to sit somebody like Eddie Lacy? I mean, have you have you been on the waiver wire for running backs lately? It's a it is. I mean, I started the show by dearth. I started the show by talking about I almost grabbed Theo Riddick because I didn't know if <laughs> Theo Lewis was going to play. <laughs> right now is like there's a couple of leagues where I'm picking up Joyke Bell just in case. Ugh. Just in case. Oi. Because Amirtula um, has not done the job. But turn off my mic while I is. throw up. Back no, here. no. You know, you know what's <laughs> that, crazy? That's, that's, that's uh, what it's To his right point, now, in my 14-team sad RB league. You didn't. I picked up Reggie Bush. <laughs> Sir Reginald Alfred Bush II? I picked up Reggie Bush. Wow. That's how, that's how sad it is on the waiver wire. Yeah, man. It is. That's the truth. I did that. I didn't feel great about it. No, you kind of felt dirty, didn't you? I felt horrible about it. I looked and then I looked at his ownership percentage. Uh, I think on I think on NFL.com it's it's less than ten percent. Yikes! Um, and I'm one of those sad owners. It it makes me sad. All right, <clears throat> we shall move on. Um, oh, I guess we're we're doing good matchups, bad matchups. Well, no, it's still FPA. I just put some guys on there so we had some names ah. that were in beneficial FPA situations. All right, so we're going to educate the folks out here. FPA fantasy points against. Uh, you can find it by going to NFL.com slash fantasy football. Um, there is a research tab. When you go to that homepage, click on research, and it should take you, I believe, to our fantasy points against page. Look, this is basically how it's ranked. When you, when you look at it, uh, it'll tell you what the team is giving up in terms of fantasy points to opposing positions. So uh, FPA versus quarterback, for example. The Baltimore Ravens have given up, on average, 21.59 points per game, fantasy points per game to the quarterback position. Um, it's how a lot of fantasy quote-unquote experts uh, figure out matchups, what looks good, what looks bad on paper. Um, obviously, you have to nuance that a bit with injuries and, you know, basically what your eyeball test is telling you. Uh, and, and really just, you know, you think about the matchups. But this, it's one way, it's an extra way an uh, in, in ingredient that we use to figure out what is truly a good or bad matchup. All right, so I did want to educate people out there a little bit. Look, the Baltimore Ravens are giving up the most fantasy points per game to the quarterback position, followed by the Saints. At the bottom of the ledger would be the Denver Broncos and the St. Louis Rams, if you did not know. Uh, give me a quarterback that you like this week, Fabs. Just one? You only want one? I'll Give, give me a bunch. <laughs> well, I know I'm going to get killed for this one. But All right. I, I don't care. I, I still like Eli Manning. I know he killed me last week uh, with with a with an absolute stink bomb against my uh, beloved Cowboys. But in New Orleans against a defense that's really struggled against quarterbacks this year, they're yep. giving up an average of over 20 fantasy points a game. I would still have faith in Eli Manning. Uh, Matthew Stafford is someone who is at least somewhat back in the good graces of fantasy owners, and um, he scored over 52 combined fantasy points in his last two games, and the Chiefs, uh, well, you know, they've given up an average of right around 18 points a game to quarterbacks. They're much worse against wide receivers. Matt Ryan, stink bomb last week, but I like him against the Buccaneers. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game for Atlanta, a game where you're going to see the Falcons put up some big-time numbers, both on the scoreboard 
and in your fantasy football league. Tampa Bay is the fourth most generous to quarterbacks, to your point. You talked about the Ravens, Phillip Rivers. Uh, I mean, when you, we got a guy that's throwing the ball 50 times I'm a game. I'm surprised you didn't start there. Right, and right? I, I'm kind of going backwards on my stardom instead of <laughs> – and, and, um, and then you, you include a player, uh, a player with that many pass attempts and a defense that's that bad against quarterbacks. That's a no-brainer. And I also like Cam Newton. Uh, last week I was a little bit disappointed with his production or lack thereof. But the Colts are giving up an average of uh, more than 17 fantasy points a game. It's a Monday night game. I like having a quarterback who can put up big numbers playing on a Monday night. And uh, I think I'm playing Cam against Matt Money Smith in the NFL Fantasy Live League. And, oh, by the way, have you seen Money's team? I don't know how he has a losing record. It's weird because they're – that happens a lot in fantasy where you look at a team and it's like, wow, well, this like, team is so good on paper. Same league. I looked at your team because I've been having a good season in the Fantasy Live League, and I was like, oh, I'm probably like close to most points in the league too. I look, you have more points than me. And I looked at your team and I was like, how is this possible? Yeah, well, I've had some, I've had some pretty big performances for my wide receivers. Um, that, that team, like, when you look at it, it's like, I mean, it's a good team. But, it's, but like I didn't, because you're six and one in that league, right. and you have the most points. Because I was, I'm five and two, and I was like, oh, I got to be leading my division. I looked, and I'm like, yeah. how is Fab six and one? And then I looked at his team, and I was like, how is this team six and one? But well, have fantasy, you looked man. at have you looked at the division split? Uh, uh, well, I'm in the good division in the sense that uh, my team is three and four, and I'm a game behind James Coe <laughs> for first place. Alex, I mean, I have Devon, I, I have Devon. Freeman helps. Freeman. That's very true. So, and I have uh, which I think I drafted him and dropped him. So you're welcome. Thank you. Oh. And uh, <laughs> not, not for nothing, but Ty's been great the last couple of weeks. Lynch has been Lynch the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's great. And people are, and I was a guy who hated Decker last year because, well. He was going to the Jets, but I mean, if you look at his numbers, he's gr- he's good at football. If, if you're, he's a good football he's got player. Four touchdowns, and in standard leagues, he's given you his floor is like nine or ten every week. Yeah, you know what it's proven though <laughs> is that he is probably the best of the best of the number twos out there. Well, he, he he's needed, just not. Yeah, he, he doesn't have the speed or separation to be a number one. Yeah, he he does. He had he had no. a rough quarterback situation last year, and he was like the offense. They weren't giving the ball enough to Chris Ivory. They didn't have Brandon Marshall. Now they have a whole a better system, and he's he still produced pretty good numbers last year. But he also had a hamstring injury. I just think, I, look, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think they're they're it, he's being a beneficiary of seeing the second best cornerback. I, I think well, he's, well, I think he's a lot listen, better than you're giving him credit for. He's got, he's got like he's got like one fewer fantasy point than Demarius Thomas. You know, I mean, so I know Demarius has been a, uh, a disappointment this season, but sure has. when you look at it. Uh, in those terms, I mean, Decker's got 55 points, and then you're looking at Demarius has got 56, Macklin's got 58, Cobb's got 60. Um, so he's he's right in there. And Decker missed an extra game too. And Decker Decker missed a game. So um, listen, man, he's he, he's been a big time bargain for me to, uh, and for uh, a lot of fantasy owners. To slide back to the FPA thing a little bit, one yeah. thing I would say I would advise as our listeners to do as well, is don't just look at the straight number. Also look at some of the other things like um, efficiency of like how often people are scoring touchdowns against them. Because while, yes, the Ravens defense has been bleeding points to quarterbacks and stuff, if you look at a team like Tampa Bay or Chicago, they've allowed more touchdown passes than the Ravens right. on far fewer attempts. Like they've allowed 15 touchdowns on only 188 and 182 attempts versus 13 on 251. Is that, that means bad? Teams are, sco- <laughs> teams are scoring right. passing touchdowns a lot more frequently 
against those defenses. So while they're a little farther down in FPA, sure, like there's still amazing matchups. And like as we maybe as a segue into the running back discussion, while the Falcons defense has a, a terrible FPA against running backs, they're actually only allowing like 3.6 yards per carry. Where they're getting dinged is in touchdowns, that big old 10 spot right there, and uh, through the air against running backs. Their 514 receiving yards are far and away the most given up by a defense to receive, to running backs. So there is, like you, you mentioned it, James, but just to, to let people know, like, don't just go straight off the number. Like, right. actually, there's all if you go to that page, there's all that information still right there, the receiving yards, rushing yards. Crunch a few numbers, look at it yourself, and, and help yourself figure out those good matchups. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Ravens, right? I mean, they give up 21.59 points per game. Well, I mean, you go down the list. I mean, Tampa Bay's at number four. They're at 20.34. So, I mean, they're at very, they're very, very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's tears to this, right? There's levels to this stuff, Mike. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's so Baltimore and Tampa Bay definitely in the bottom. Uh, <clears throat> well, they're in the bottom tier, <laughs> to say the least. Uh uh, did want to ask you guys about this. Look, Houston plays Tennessee. Marcus Mariota, we don't know about the full extent of his health yet, but he's a sneaky matchup play if he's healthy, no? Uh, matchup play, yeah. The matchup it works for him. I, I mean, I guess the positives, because you know his last couple games have not been very good, but the upside is he's had a couple weeks off. You know, He had the injury. He's been able to rest, kind of watch from the sidelines, which I think being able, especially as a young player, to watch from the sideline is invaluable. It doesn't happen a lot in the NFL because these guys in the first few rounds get huge contracts. They have to play right away. Right. Um, I mean, Tyrod Taylor, I think, is a great example of that. So I, I think being able to kind of sit and watch for a little while, uh, see what he's doing wrong, doing right, that combined with the matchup means he could put up a, a decent number. I mean, I wouldn't expect him to have a huge number, but, you know, if you're in a pinch and you need somebody, uh, I think you can, you know, take a chance on, on Mariota. Are- do we think they drop him back out there with his sprained knee? I mean, this is their franchise. Let me ask you a question, too. Do you even dare play the Texans' defense this week? No. No, 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 The no. Titans, I have them in my top ten. The Titans are the worst team when it comes to fantasy points allowed against defenses. So, do you dare play the ti- the Texans good. at home? No? I, th- I think you could play the Texans' defense. I, I have them in my top ten. Absolutely. I mean, so this really is a case of the stoppable force against the movable object. <laughs> right, 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 right. You've got a rookie quarterback. <laughs> Which a heads up to uh, hand, uh, you know, shout out to Dan Hansis. I saw him tweet that the other day. But this nice. is a uh... rookie quarterback who could be a little gimpy. And I know that you would think, guys, you would think Bill O'Brien probably worked that team to hell this week because they Does were embarrassed. Matter, though? They were embarrassed. <clears throat> They're a bad football team. I don't. Narrative, I don't even know if it matters. Narrative, James. <laughs> no, but uh, 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 the home team against a either hobbled rookie quarterback or Zach Mettenberger. I mean, you're heck look- yeah, you can fire up the Texans team. All right. I mean, listen. You know what? I, I know they remember there. It was uh, it was a few weeks ago, and we all thought the Texans defense was a good play uh, against Indianapolis, and they gave you nothing. But then the following week. They scored 16 points against Jacksonville, okay. and that was a great matchup, and everyone avoided it because it was the Texans. They had just gotten stunk by the uh, by the old man who was sick in Matt Hasselbeck, and now you've got a good matchup here. Last week, they got destroyed. I, I, I have them in the top ten. All right. Roll the dice. I like yeah, it. It's a roll the dice. I like it. So. Uh, let's move on to the running back position. The Cleveland Browns. Uh, have sneakily been the worst defense <laughs> against uh, the Is run. Was I say was it sneaky? Yeah. They're the only team to have more <laughs> than a thousand rushing. I feel, I feel like every year the Browns are near the bottom of that list. You would think that they have added enough pieces on defense that they wouldn't be this bad. Uh, Mike Pettin supposedly is a defensive coach. 
no, has not worked <laughs> out. Uh, they are the worst. Uh, and if you look at them, it, like you know, we talk about the eyeball test. If you just watch them play, they're they're not good. Awful against good. the run. Anyways, they uh, take on Arizona, um, and you if you think about daily fantasy, man, holy cow. I, I feel like Chris Johnson, given his valuation, uh, given the matchup, and given that Arizona offense, he you almost have to play him in daily. Oh, you have to play. I mean, I know it's going to be a popular play in daily, and everybody's going to kind of run to that matchup, but it just it it's too good, I think, to pass up this week. I mean, he's he's a good one. I think Justin Forsett is another really good one. Those are those are probably going to be very very popular plays in DFS tournaments, but you know, it, it's hard to turn that down. Yeah, it is. Chris Johnson, you can't even uh, overstate his value. He's been that good this year, coming out of nowhere, nowhere to Insane. nowhere to become. The second leading rusher in the league and a top 10 fantasy running back. And this is after a couple of seasons in Tennessee where you started to see, you know, he, he wasn't as, as quick. He wasn't as productive. Um, and then last year with the Jets, you split and carries with Chris Ivory and he was very unimpressive. Now, Bruce Arians has reinvigorated him. I mean, he found the fountain of youth in the desert and right now. Dare I say, and and this isn't like 2006, Chris Johnson's a must-start this week. Yeah, he is. No, he totally is this week. So the Chargers are uh, probably just as bad against the run. The Cowboys are in the bottom three. Um, the, the Colts are just god-awful as well. But um, I did want to bring up the Colts because they take on Carolina on Monday. Uh, you mentioned you want a big score. Look, if you're in a 14-team or uh, a league, 14-team league or maybe a 12-team league with a bunch of bench spots or something, I'm going to give you a danger zone pick here. Uh-oh. Ooh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's get dangerous. <clears throat> Obviously, Jonathan Stewart, I think, is going to have a great game. I think Cam Newton, because they just cannot stop the run, is also going to have a tremendous game. Um, I think he's got one of the best five matchups um, this week among quarterbacks. But how about do I dare go? Dare. Spit it out. Dare. Big old Mike Tolbert, I think, also. The Tolbert Report, huh? The Tolbert Report. Uh, that is look, quite dangerous. It is very dangerous. He's actually splitting uh, snaps 50-50 with Jonathan Stewart. Not splitting touches, though. Not He's gotten the goal line one, so that's what, that's why it's dangerous. That's what you're Jonathan Stewart's on. been really good the last couple of weeks. I, I, he has, but Tolbert seems to get those goal line touches. I mean, right, right, he's right. He's king of the vultures right now. He is king of the. He's a big old vulture as I well. I mean, Stewart in his last two games, he scored over 32 combined fantasy points. I right, think he's so. finally healthy. And, and he's remember, really he did well. have two touchdowns in Seattle, so Tolbert sure. wasn't taking away goal line uh, goal line from him 100. percent yeah, I mean, it, it, of course, it's, it's, I'm playing this base purely off of the matchup. Uh, the Colts especially, they don't have a problem, I don't believe, with running backs with speed. It's running backs who could just straight just hammer them hammer right up the gut, right up the middle. And if that's if, if anyone's excellent at doing that, that would be Mike Tolbert. So, yeah, I'm a, of course, expect, he's going to be touchdown dependent. Of course, his fantasy value will be tied in there. But The Colts defenders probably have PTSD from what LeGarrette Blunt did to them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 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 they wake up with, like, night tremors, like, ah! Uh, Wiz, you got any other interesting matchups here? Uh, I mean, some of the obvious ones we talked about. Well, the all the wide receivers in that London game, Kansas City and Detroit, I think, are, are great starts, especially because Macklin will be coming back after missing his uh, last game with a concussion. Yeah. Those are those are two defenses that, but like I mean, everybody talks about the Chiefs, but the Detroit has not exactly been great against the pass either. Nope. And uh, the Macklin could make some hay. 
So I think uh, he's a really good. He's a number two all day long. Oh yeah, there that 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 game could be a sneaky sneaky shootout too. I think. And it, like if there was ever a, a get right game for Golden Tate, this is <laughs> this yeah, is right, it. Right. It's got to be it. But what's is interesting with that offense too is we. What's so frustrating too is they're coming into this great matchup and we really don't know how the offense is going to look under the greatest name in NFL history, Jim Bob Cooter. Which, by the way, I got to give props, uh, you know, because one of the beat writers in Detroit uh, was talking about the, the the new offensive coordinator there and asking people, you know, asking some of the players how they felt when they first heard the name, and uh, Eric Ebron just said. Yeah, I laughed the first time. He said, I, I thought I was supposed to laugh. Isn't it, isn't it a joke? So, <laughs> so they're, they're all, the, the Lions are having all the same humor about it that good. we are. That good. is great. He needs to go by JB. JBC. That's JBC. what I'm going to start calling him because. He needs to go, I mean. He, but just even Cooter. That's just, <laughs> that's just so funny on a million different levels. It's just, I mean. And Jim Bob. Jim I mean, Bob I, was read, I was reading an article I mean, too. His name was James Robert James Cooter, Robert Cooter. And he's the one that decided <laughs> to go by to Jim, go Bob. Jim Bob. It's Let's not go like, Jim Bob. It's not like he's the son of some Southern NASCAR fans or something, and they wanted to name him Jim Bob Cooter. No, they gave him a very respectable name. James, James Robert. Robert. And he's like, nah, James Robert. Jim Bob. Nah, call me Chip. But anyways, uh, back to actual fantasy. Great matchup all around for all of those guys. And uh, fire up your wide receivers in that game. Uh, going back to the running back FPA, uh, the three least generous, um, and I think one of these names will surprise you. Going from the bottom to the top, it's the Jets have been only giving up nine fantasy points a game. Dude, and they don't position. give anything Ooh. to wide receivers and number one wide receivers. That, that, that defense is tough all the way around. No doubt. All um, the way around. So thus your Latavius Murray and your Amari Coopers of the world on high alert. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks defense taking on Dallas are the second least generous. Here's third, though, and I was surprised by this. The Philadelphia Eagles. They're on they've a bye. They've been great against the run. But they have been tremendous against the run. The Steelers, again, they've been gashed through the air, but on the ground? They've been, you know, I don't know, again, I don't know if it's surprisingly tough because sometimes these FPA numbers, they don't tell you how good a defense or how bad a defense actually is. Uh, I remember a couple years ago when we saw, uh, what was it, Atlanta uh, just getting destroyed through the air. <laughs> it forced offensive coordinators to just throw the ball a lot, meaning running backs didn't get a lot of work. Uh, so the FPAs against running backs for Atlanta uh, that particular year was – Somewhere in the middle of the pack. Yeah, it's not that they were good though; it's just that the running backs weren't being utilized. But I mean, I think that one of the things that benefits Steelers too is they played a banged up Carlos Hyde. They played the Rams without Todd Gurley. Helps. They played uh, the Chargers, who don't have a da- like a dangerous running back threat. They all they help. played a game against the Cardinals where they got abused through the air, but they forced turnovers, and then the Cardinals didn't have a chance to run. So like. All of the kind of game script things stacked in their favor, but they right. are pretty good against the run still. That's not to take that away from them, but, I mean, sure. that's probably benefiting why they're so high, highly ranked in the FBA. All right. In terms of the wide receiver position, Kansas City, it's like money in the bank, dude. Uh, if you have a wide receiver playing Kansas City, money in Start the em. bank. Start them. Start them all. Start them. Um, Baltimore also has just been getting destroyed through the air. They Start them. San Diego. Start them. Start them. Um, Malcolm Floyd is an interesting Deep sleeper name there. Very deep. Uh, what's the trouble is Stevie Johnson's coming back though. True. Yeah, and he's starting to get more looks. He got he got eight targets in his first game back from the hamstring injury this past week. So that's a lot. It's good. It's a healthy amount. I, I'd feel good about starting him. The 49ers are the third most generous. They play St. Louis. It's a big reason why. 
Uh, Stone Cold Tavon Austin is going to be fired <laughs> okay. up on the danger zone. Now, I, I just I just want to pump the brakes on this one okay. a little bit. And okay. I say this knowing that the 49ers are terrible. Yes. They, are, they are awful. Yes. Have you seen Nick Foles? <laughs> I mean, really. Well, like in person lately or like at the I movies? Mean, I, mean, I mean, I know he's kind of like a you know, Napoleon Dynamite doppelganger, but I just watch them, and it's almost like it's almost like the Rams offense holds a grudge against the forward pass. <laughs> like I, maybe the forward pass dated its ex-girlfriend, and they just can't get over it. I mean, they have so many weapons. They have all these wide receivers on this team and guys who can get open. But it just it seems like it's so hard for them to throw the football forward. And I want Tavon Austin to be a sleeper this week. I I have agonized all week long about calling Tavon Austin a sleeper. And then I go back to just watching Nick Foles erratically spray the football all over the field, and I get the sads. I got you. I do. You don't believe in it? I just I, I want to. I just can't. <laughs> Even against the 49ers, I just I just can't. All right. So oh, there you, you know go. It's that Marcus must not feel good if he's not even willing to start somebody against the 49ers. <laughs> I know. It's his own team. <sighs> uh, Tampa Bay's the fourth worst. They play Atlanta. That's going to be, I mean, Atlanta. Julio. Oh, boy. It's going to be good. Uh, in the bottom, uh, you look at Seattle. That surprises no one. So, you know, at Dallas. But uh, Seattle is a little bit more generous on the road than they are at home. They're just, I mean, you, you can't get to them at home. But, uh, but yeah, so Seattle on the road at Dallas. If you still have Terrence Williams, no, probably he's a waiver wire fighter, I think. Yeah. At this point. But Especially you know what's, with Des coming back. What's an interesting one is the Broncos against the Packers. Yeah. What do you do there? They're the second uh, least generous against the wide receivers. You know receivers. what, though? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, and I have this uh, in my stardom and sit him column. Yeah. No, well, Aaron Rodgers, guys, I don't care who he's playing. He's You're starting him. It doesn't matter. Yep. Um, but Randall Cobb, now, number one, his last few games have not been good. Uh, as a Randall Cobb owner, I know this all too well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the wide receivers that the Broncos have faced this year, Jeremy Macklin, Steve Smith, Calvin Johnson, Amari Cooper all held to fewer than eight fantasy points. Um, the opponent's top fantasy wide receiver against the Broncos this year averaging seven and a half points a game. So if you have depth at wide receiver, um, Randall Cobb, maybe finds his way onto your bench this week. If you're in a two-wide-out flex league, I don't know how you bench him. Right. But this is an awful matchup, and there are three big-name wide receivers this week with awful matchups, Cobb being number one, Amari Cooper being number two, and my pal T.Y. Hilton being number three. Carolina there at uh, the bottom. Very hard to sit any one of those three guys. Yeah, but almost on impossible. The numbers, also Almost impossible. It is. It is. I mean, yeah, it's tough. You got. You would hope if you're a Packers wide receiver owner that all their wide receivers were dinged up too. That's part of why Cobb struggled, and he was he was getting double teamed. Like he was just getting blanketed but the, by two but this guys. But this is this is about the defense, right? Right. right. No. So I'm saying you it's hope you hope defense. they got a little healthier, and he, they do have number twelve under there. But I'm I'm with you. I mean, as a, even as a Packer fan, I if you have the depth, I would probably not and, start uh, those guys. And Ty, I mean, listen to these numbers. Okay? He's gonna get. He's getting the Josh Norman treatment, right? Too. Uh, the Panthers have given up 22 catches, 228 yards, and no touchdowns to number one wide receivers this year. I, listen, that you know, Calvin Johnson had 228 yards in a game. I mean, like this is for the whole season so far. Yeah, they don't give up points to wide receivers, uh, and more to the point, number one wide receivers. I have Ty in our fantasy live league, and I'm trying to figure out. Where, I don't know if I could bench him still. 
Um, I, I would almost bench T.Y. if I had him dude, because Josh Norman. that is a tough man. Josh Norman up, basically man. came out and said he's shadowing T.Y. Hilton, which <laughs> is. Uh-oh. That's like getting the black death. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> he is. And so if you have uh, yeah. Dante Moncrief, you can start him with a little more confidence. I would but, agree. Right, right, right. I would agree. But right. Josh, Josh Norman has been phenomenal. I mean, look, anytime, anytime these high-profile, and, and Josh Norman's getting there, but anytime these high-profile cornerbacks uh, shut guys down, it's a, it's a complete team effort. There's no question about it. Uh, their defensive front is just, it's nasty, man. Um, and Peanut Tillman on the other side playing admirably as well. So, yeah, I mean, they're playing in con- that defense is playing in concert. There's just no question about it. But if I have T.Y., I don't know, man. I just don't know if I could play him. Even in a two wide out flex league, you got four. You got four teams off, and um, to me, like so, in our league, for example, yeah, I'm deep at wide receiver, but I mean, I, I've got a couple of guys on a bye, so basically, it's okay. You play Travis Benjamin or you play T. Y. Hilton, and I can't put Benjamin in over Hill. I can't do it. Well, I yeah, I, I just can't do it. And a lot of people out there are not going to be able to find a wide receiver on yeah. waivers that they have more faith in than T. Y. Hilton, it's even true. against Josh Norman. I, I mean, honestly, T. Y. T. Y. hasn't really been great. He had what 150 and two touchdowns last, last week. But that's, games yeah, he also good, yeah. that's also because benefited from a, a DB fell down, down twice on <laughs> right. those two touchdowns, <laughs> right. uh, which kind of leads me. By the way, I, I had this theory I've been kicking around. Um, okay. we Ooh, have theory. We've, we've pretty much hit the midway point of the season, right? Yeah. So I've started to put together my own list. For this new award that I have, okay, the Mark Bolger Award. The Mark Bolger Award. The Mark Bolger Award is the. Is this the award. could go so many ways. I'm going to start to hand this out <laughs> to the fantasy quarterback who succeeds in spite of himself. Ah. <laughs> and right now, Andrew Luck is the leader in the clubhouse for the Mark oh, Bolger Award because yeah. Mark Bolger, the, the typical Mark Bolger line. I had him in fantasy for a number of years. It was the, the like the three thirty-five, three touchdown, two interceptions. Yep. He would throw the two picks early. Then he would like throw a bunch of yards and a couple of touchdowns to try to get the Rams back into it. It yeah. generally wasn't enough. But, you know, so Andrew Luck is there, which is affecting T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. Some of the other nominees right now, uh, E.J. Manuel is is in the running for the Mark Bolger Award. Uh, Peyton, well, I can't say Peyton Manning because he doesn't he succeed. Come back. What about Blake Bortles. Blake, Blake Bortles, Bortles is definitely. Oh, man, he's got to yeah. be a front runner. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's he's definitely a, he is the, like the poster boy for how fantasy and reality are completely Don't mix. Different. Yep. Right. They don't mix. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly compiling a list of nominees for the Mark Bolger Award. And at the end of the season, I think I'm going to I'm gonna crown some. I like it. Yeah. Atlanta yeah, crown him. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> crown him if you want. Crown him. Uh, Atlanta has been sneakily tough against wide receivers as well, at least from a fantasy perspective. Well, they got a couple of good Desmond, two Desmond very good Trufant, Yeah, yeah. They got and teams good try to run on them because they can't right. stop the run. Right. They can't the run. stop the run. Uh, meaning um, – Mike Evans has a, a tough matchup, at least on paper, uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. I, I don't know, man. I, I wanted to ask you guys about Mike Evans because I'm actually really, really high on him. Um, the, I think the James matchup, Winston the is matchup's starting to develop. Bad. The matchup's bad, but who are they throwing him to? Right. He's, Vincent Jackson's out. I mean, Lewis Murphy's he's out. like the only guy right now. I mean, does, I don't know if Austin Safarian Jenkins is going to be out this week. So. so, like, literally, Mike Mike Evans over under twenty targets. Like ser- serious <laughs> question. No, like like dead serious. You know how, oh, you know how man, we that's talk a about great, that's a great number. You know how right. we talk about volume plays for running backs. Yeah, this, this is, is a volume, volume play for wide receiver. Volume play. No, it really is. But like like I'm dead serious. Over under twenty targets for Mike Evans. I'm gonna say slightly. I'm gonna say under, but under. not by a lot. Like I'm gonna say eight, like 18. eighteen. Not by a lot. Yeah. Eighteen. Eighteen was the number I was thinking of. Because Winston has had uh he's developing, but he's had kind of like a weird tunnel vision alternating games depending on the wide receiver. That's 
It's not going to Dante die or whatever. That, How those, dare you? That tunnel vision is going to Mike Evans this week. Sneak peek for those of you who watch uh, Fantasy Live on Sundays with uh, Michael Fabian, Adam Rank, and Akbar Bajabiamil. Is he coming back? Akbar? Yeah. He's, he's back, right? Um, danger zone pick, Dante die. That's, uh, that's, that's real. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, he was so deep last week that I I didn't even know how to spell the dude's name. Oh, well, because he's got like he's three got a, E's and an A. <laughs> he but they're the, all in strange places. Yeah, he went to the Christian Michael School of Spelling Names. Um, <laughs> all right, well, should we jump into some of these deep waiver things please, and get out of here? Because uh, we got please, Babs has got to get on television later. Please, Ask please, Marcus. Let's do it. All right. Uh, just, I'll just jump. NFL.com slash deep dive. Correct. Um, running back, as we mentioned. Terrifying right now. Yes. Uh, some these are all deeper stashes. None of these guys. Well, aside from like theoretic, you could probably play him this week if you were desperate. But Brandon Oliver's a name to watch. That San Diego backfield. I like it. They're not high on Melvin Gordon. Oliver's getting getting a bunch of touches. Uh, he could sneak into more. One I didn't write about that was an oversight on my part was Chris Polk actually. Um, Alfred Blue is the top guy to pick up with Arian Foster going down. But Chris Polk has gotten he's better in the passing game than Blue. And as we've seen, the Texans have a knack for getting down by a lot of points. Uh, yes. And then needing to pass the ball and have a check down. So Chris Polk's a good name, especially in PPR. Scoop him up and uh, stash him for later. Bang, bang, chicken and shrimp. Bang, bang, chicken and shrimp. And uh, Robert Turbin, like, the Cleveland backfield, we don't really know what's happening right now. They scooped up. Robert Turbin was, like, uh, injured for them for a while, and now he's come in and he's seen, like, as many carries and been better it than Isaiah no Crowell. It makes no sense. So, I, would say, I would say that Mike Pettin hates your fantasy team, but I'm not sure that he really likes his own team all that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's – this yeah. is a much deeper league stash. If you're in a 10-team league, don't waste a bench spot on Robert Turbin right now, but his name to keep an eye on. Willie Sneed is only owned in like 18% of NFL.com. Oh, come on. That is criminally yeah, low. That's that's Go pick him I up. I got to be honest with you. He's the best wide receiver on the Saints. I love NFL.com's fantasy game. I, I don't believe in some of our ownership Our numbers are – I, I, uh, Some of our data is a little a little off if you, if you, you look know, it's, at it's, – um, it's, That's creative. If you look <laughs> at creative. Uh, <laughs> some of the other leagues. <laughs> that's a little creative. We, we, you know, we use it, but um, – yeah, it's it's a little creative. I, I will just I, I will leave it. I don't that's, think that's I, yeah. I, in competitive leagues, Willie Sneed's gone. I think in competitive leagues, Marvin Jones is gone too. Uh, I don't know. They were just on their bye. He's been kind of spotty, but uh, good matchup this week too. Where if you need because of those teams that are on a bye, if you need a plug and play wide receiver three or a flex, I love him this week. Willie Marvin. Sneed went from deep dive to like must have to now he's regressed back to deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, he would have been if I I I honest to God when I was doing the regular waiver wire thought he was owned in too many in a high enough percentage of leagues where he wouldn't even qualify. And then I was scrolling through and I was like, what? So I had to I had to shoot him onto this list just just to be safe. Uh, Kamar Aiken's another good option this week if you need a guy. Chris Conley can be a stash. I don't think he can play him. Crockett Gilmore saw a bunch of targets again last week. And he is Joe Flacco's when the game is on the line. Yeah. Last second touchdown. Yep. YOLO ball. He's always looking Go at get it, Crockett. He's looking at Crockett for some reason. Yeah. And then, as we mentioned last week, if I didn't have this one on the rundown, but I added it to mine. If you need a desperation tight end streamer, okay. dial up. You uh, just like you Cumbie. Just, you, oh, Cumbie. Jeff oh, Cumbie. yeah. Oh, I, Jeff thought you were, I thought you were really trying to get, you know. Shoehorn Crockett Gilmore in here again. No, 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 no. Cumbie no, no, playing, no, no. playing the Raiders. No, no. I, and on Alex Gelhard's advice, Man. I did Danger Zone around. Cumbie? Benedict Cumberland. Benedict Cumberland. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, but, yeah, there's some more guys covered. That was pretty bad. Uh, on Deep Dive, or if you have other questions, hit us all up on Twitter. There at you James go. Co., Michael underscore Fabiano, Marcus with an A, G, and uh, Alex Gelhar. We'll, we'll help you out. All right, let's do Daily Daps and hit it. Let's do it. 
This is the day. Daps and hook. Give me daps, cause I be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up daps about daps All right. Let's do some daily daps. Let's give some props to the world. Alex Gilhar, the whiz kid from Wisconsin, hit me with the daily dap. Uh, I think I'm going to dap the movie Steve Jobs. It uh, has kind of bombed at the box office. It has sadly. bombed. Um, but I went and saw it on my day off on Wednesday. I went to a matinee, and okay. uh, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. The performances are amazing. Alex it's- Gilhar, I have a question for you. Yes. Are you single? I am right now, oh. yes. Ladies, there you go. Let's find them. Let's find out. You have too much time, brother. No, I don't have too much time. You read man. a bunch of books. You work out all the time. You watch a bunch of movies. You watch that's, all these TV shows. Look, that's what's ha- that's what happens when you get up and get after it in the morning, James. <laughs> <laughs> when you, when you stay on the grind. Like and also that. when you don't have a, an adorable <laughs> one year old, one and a half year old running around your house, dude, bro. So oh, I, I, I squeeze it all in, man. Yeah. What's it like to be single again? Boy. He's also 21. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. That is not true. That is true. <laughs> According that is to true. Matt Harmon, I'm pushing 30, but I'm in, I'm in the middle of it. That's yeah. because Matt Harmon's like 19. 19. <laughs> so he looks at a 21-year-old like yourself and is like, man, you're that's why old. I think, that's why he wears, wears that fake beard to work, so we don't know how old he really is. <laughs> God, I hope he listens to this podcast. He's going to be sitting at home right now, like, you know, working on some spreadsheets. Like, what the hell? <laughs> That's great. Um, but, yes, uh, Alex Gohar, single, just FYI. Wow, that's – I feel like you're throwing me under the bus because I, no. I go see movies no, and, I, and no, I work out. Th- I'm, what are you ta- I'm trying to help you out, pal. <laughs> Finding love through the podcast? Yes, absolutely. Hey, right. look, if Michigan fans can find love in the comment yeah, boards. Yeah, wow, that that's is right, – d- right. if you guys didn't see that story, that's worth a dap, too. Like, how two people found each other in an internet comment board on a sports website is, like, that's incredible. It's a beautiful okay. love story. That's a beautiful did you read? Story. Did you read the story though on ESPN? Uh, I just I only saw the headlines. It was, I, I read the first paragraph and I'm like, oh, this is cool, and I'm out. I read it. It was I I, I read it because I was like curious. I was like, how did how is this possible? Because the stuff that comes out in internet comment boards is like, oh, it's an interesting, it's awful subsect of humanity. But it's awful. Yeah, yeah, it was a good story. So kudos to them. Daily dap to them as well. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Michael Fabiano hit me with the daily dap. Uh, let's just say that Derek Jeter wins at life. Like we didn't know that. Already. He is uh, he is reportedly engaged to Hannah Davis, who is 25. He's 41. God bless him. He was one of the greatest Yankees of all time. Uh, multiple championships, beloved by all. Even Red Sox. Okay, I don't. Fans. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Even well, Red well, Sox just, fans like Derek Jeter. I don't down. know, man. Let's slow that roll like, a I just bit. have visions of Jeremy Jeremy not sliding in my head. <laughs> like that's that's not a beloved. You can't hate Derek Jeter. And now slide, guys. Yeah, I mean, like, not hate. just slide. Not hate versus beloved. That's a there's a big yeah, chasm that's, that's, in between. That's a big gap. <laughs> that's, there's a Grand Canyon between those two. All right. Well, let's just put Keep it this going. way. Um, after winning championships with the Yankees, and he's a legend. Hall of Famer, first ballot going in, uh, and uh, now he's engaged to one of the most beautiful women on the planet. She's uh, she's the, the the woman in the direct TV commercial she was the yeah, TV with the horse and yes. with the horse. Yeah. The horse. Yes. Yeah. Oh, is that uh, so her? That's yeah. Her. Oh, okay. So Derek Jeter, uh, congratulations uh, on being my hero. There you go, MG Marcus Grant. Uh, I'm giving a dab to Nike, because Nike does a lot of really cool, innovative, fun commercials. I don't know if you've seen this Snow Day commercial that they just unveiled. Oh, dude, unveiled. that was good. Fantastic. Yep. The, the two-minute one you can find online. It starts, and it's it, primarily NFL players, 
all enjoying a snow day and going out to play. So it, it starts with Gronk. You know, you've got Odell Beckham and Dominican Sue, Antonio Brown, but a lot of different athletes from different sports. Carly Lloyd, uh, Sidney LaRue, Draymond Green, Paul George all show up. Uh, you know, it's it's just a lot, a lot of fun with these guys and, and women coming out to play. Uh, go find it. Just look up Nike Snow, snow day. day. I'm about to watch it. It's, awesome. it's a two-minute commercial. It's hilarious. It it's, it's great. Yep. They're the best. Yeah. Whoever does their ads, they're the it's, best. It's incredible. It's a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of, they've been good for a long time too. Oh, yeah, my gosh, do you do you guys remember that Troy Polamalu, um, Stephen Jackson, uh, football video back in the day? And it was like, uh, it was like tracking them from birth, right? Yeah, yes. And, and was it was one. the yeah. it was the last of the Mohicans uh, song underneath. Yes. Oh God, that was, I, that was one of my all time favorites. And if you want to get jacked up on a Friday, go watch that one. Last of the Mohicans, is a great movie too. Oh my the gosh, the, the soundtrack. So good. Can I daily dap the soundtrack for Last of the Mohicans? Sure. Oh, my God. Dab it up. Unbelievable. Um, I'll go give a daily dap. Oh, my gosh. I just totally drew a blank. <laughs> <laughs> I totally. Your face was pretty great. Utterly... I wish they could have seen that because you're like, I'm going to give a daily dap to. Uh, <laughs> horror. Just oh, uh, oh, this is what it was. Uh, Star Wars Rebels. Um, I, I, never got a, I never got a chance to watch it when uh, it. You know, first first came out. I, I just started picking it up this week because uh, I watched Baby Co on Thursdays, and I am under strict uh, orders not to watch uh, violent shows and or uh, competitive violent sports such as boxing or MMA, which I love to watch. But you can watch football. Uh, I can watch football. Okay. Yes. Uh, Their pads, bright colors. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but two men just beating the living bejesus out of each other. I'm not allowed to watch in front of Baby Co. I get that. That's fine. I also put my wife on a strict no real housewives policy as well. In that's that's just good policy. You don't want to. You don't want to bring your daughter up in a world where she. I that's just good policy. Exactly. Exactly. So those are the two things that we have for each other. So that's fine. Uh, but uh, as a result, I, I've been forced to watch alternate programming, and part of that alternate programming is Star Wars Rebels. It's uh, it's on demand on my uh, television service. Um, and it's been great. I'm like, wow, this is a really, really good show. Um, and it's it's animated, so it's safe for Baby Co. as well. Uh, I don't bright, know bright colors. Bright colors. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't worry about it. Okay, so there you go. So that's it. Uh, Daily Dapson, we're out of here. All, All right, right, so for Michael Fabiano, Marcus Grant, and the WizKid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar, I'm James Co. We are out. See ya. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.